Hello, hello, hello. There's people joining. We're live. I guess I'll go tell a couple of jokes and get people to come in and then we'll get going. I think Sean will probably go up first. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm going to tell you guys if I can remember it. One new joke that I wrote, and then whoever is here, I think it's Sean, will go up. Because uh, I think Brett Brett will be right back. Okay, so, hello, Sean. My friend breeds hairless cats, uh, which is a weird thing. And she's on vacation right now. Um, I, and, and like she has this little like pillow pocket thing that the cats sleep in and it's supposed to be cute and I get it like most things in life are better hairless you know but not cats it's like like having a hairless cat is like choosing to own Gollum as a pet right and um, have you guys ever have you guys ever just like dipped your hand into like a pile of hairless kittens it's gr it's like dunking your arm into a bag of old man balls it's just like warm and fuzzy and moist for some reason. And uh, it's like a box of unripe peaches. Okay. Oh, I fucked up the mic. See? All right. I, I told a joke and you all came inside. That was the goal. Uh, welcome to Friday night uh, happy hour open mic at Mutiny Radio. Uh, it looks like we have a real audience, which is super dope. So thank you guys for being here. I think the first person here right now coming to the stage is going to be Raphael Wolfgang. Oh, sorry, before I bring you up, uh, Rafi, for anyone new, because I think there's a couple new people today, we're doing four-minute sets. You'll have one minute left when you hear the honk. We honk on a punchline, so we try to make it uh, fun. Anyway, uh, give it up for Raphael Wolfgang, everybody. Hey, how we doing, everybody? Fuck yeah, we got a ton of new faces here. Are you guys comedians? Are you guys trying this out? Are you just watching today? Cool, cool. Thank you guys for coming out. That's awesome. Um, so uh, I was talking to my dad the other day, and uh, my dad is like a really major conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? I don't know if any of you guys have a family member who gets like a little crazy with it, you know? It's weird, because I grew up with my dad. It's like, like everyone thinks their dad is super smart growing up, right? I thought my dad was wicked smart, because he knew shit that nobody else's dads fucking knew. You know what I mean? Like, he was like Isaac Newton if all of his theories were wrong. Like, he was way ahead of his time. I'd be on the playground with my friends, and they'd be like, hey, uh, did you know that frogs give you warts? I was like, frogs don't give you warts, you fucking idiot. They make you gay. Everyone knows that. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's weird, you know, because I've grown up now, so I don't fall for it anymore, you know? Like, but, like, I still have, like, shit that, like, I learned when I was a kid I didn't realize was still there, and I'm, like, trying to get rid of it, you know what I mean? Like, the other day I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's also a major conspiracy theorist. He's like, hey, I heard Michelle Obama's trans. I was like, Michelle Obama isn't trans, you fucking idiot. She's a lizard. Everybody knows that shit. <laughs> I mean, come on, Barack Obama, really? That sounds like a frog name, doesn't it, Barack Obama? <laughs> really, Barack Obama? That sounds like a start, like... Uh, it's weird, because I like Obama, but 2008 was so weird. Everyone's like, woo, Barack Obama. Yeah, go Barack Obama. Who's his vice president? Uh, Jabba the Hutt, I think. I don't know. Uh, eh. And uh, that's what my dad thinks about Obama. But um, my dad was trying to, uh, he was telling me about mermaids the other day. He was trying to convince me that mermaids were real. I was like, dad, mermaids aren't fucking real. He goes, what makes you think they're not real? And I was like, I'll tell you why. Because it's always a mermaid, right? It's never a merman. It's always a female thing. That's how you know that was really just a fucking male-perpetuated fucking myth, right? 
Like it wasn't women hallucinating tits onto a walrus and thinking it was a sexy woman, right? It was definitely fucking men. It was some dirty sailor walked into a bar one day. He's like, oh, my God, I saw this fucking crazy half-fish person. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. No, you didn't. He's like, I swear to God, I had big tits and everything. And they were like, oh, maybe we should hear him out. I don't know. He seems like you know what he's talking about. Oh, let's hear him out for a second. Then <laughs> another sailor walked in. He's like, I saw a fish with a big dick. And everyone's like, oh, maybe we should kick this guy's ass. What do you guys think? Maybe we should kill this guy. Come on, what has what this guy been touching frogs? What the fuck? <laughs> do you think uh do you think if fish had visible dicks people would still be putting them in their aquariums? I don't think they would. I think they'd make creepy decorations, right? Just go over to your friend's house. Hey, here's my beta fish. And here's my alpha fish. Mm. And here's my blowfish. Mm. My favorite fish. Am I being too creepy with this act out? <laughs> it's a little creepy, isn't it? That's why I don't think uh, people would be putting them in their aquariums. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'd be fucking gross, though. You just go over to your friend's house. Fish tanks all infested with crabs. You're like, ugh, gross. They're all crawling around, eating all the fish cum. They're bottom feeders, too. They love it, dude. They're all singing and dancing. Under the semen. <laughs> Whatever. That was such a fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I did. I wrote a whole song. I don't know how to put it in my set at all. It's such a hard transition to make to just under the semen. All right. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so uh, I'm one of those people that uh, onions make me cry. You know, chopping onions make me cry. Not for the reason you think, though. It's because my dad used to chop onions before he beat me. And it made me cry a lot. It did. It made me cry so much. And that's why I cry when I'm chopping onions now. Because I know I'm about to beat my kid. And it makes me cry a lot. It really does. Because I know my father won't be there to see it. Because cause he died of an undiagnosed onion allergy. This joke makes people really sad for some reason. I don't know. Like, this thing is pretty clear. I'm kidding. <laughs> Relax, guys. My dad didn't beat me with an onion. I just didn't have a dad. Okay. You guys have been awesome. Keep it going for your hosts, everybody. Yeah. Give it up for Raphael, everybody. Raphael. Okay. If you start, if you actually like want to sing that song, you should start a band and call it Raphael and the Seaman. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think Brett is back yet, right? Brett, are you out there? No. All right. Give it up for Sean Durham, everybody. Who are all of you here for? Is this your first time? Nice, that's a mistake. I'm excited for you. It's good. I'm excited to see it. It'll be fun. And everyone will remember it. It'll be fun. Uh, it looks like children are here. I'm really uncomfortable. I'm about to do these jokes. <laughs> okay. Well, they're going to hear it from me. Okay. Well, this one's for you kids. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> like, uh, I, <laughs> I think I consider myself a um, unselfish lover. <laughs> This is already bad. Um, yeah, unselfish. Um, 
but not not because I'm a good person. It's just out of necessity. Like I need return customers. My body is a failing business. My penis is in recession. Yeah, I'm sorry, children. I'm so I I this is I don't know. I think this is probably illegal what I'm doing right now, but <laughs> we'll just have to go through it. So like because because of this, like I have to like prolong sex, right? Like I needed something to go right. But I've realized I just end up like talking like a cop in bed. You know, I'll be laying there and the girl will be riding me. I'll just be screaming things like, stop, don't move, I'll shoot. Body cam footage is wild. Okay, <laughs> you guys are catching up. All right, well this would be a good time to tell you, I, I actually, I used to be a middle school teacher, so that's fun. This is traumatic for me. Um. Well, for those that actually have jobs here, do you guys uh, have to take those like sexual harassment trainings, right? With like questions that are so easy, the people doing the harassing are getting the answers right. Who are we taking this for? Um, I teachers have to take those, but like we also have a separate version that is like just geared towards children. Yeah, it's sort of just the how not to be a pedophile quiz sorry children um okay thank you thank you <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i even like like this is real by the way i'm not this isn't just for a joke i remember a question from it which asked like is it appropriate to approach a child and hug them as long as they don't say no I'm like that's obvious right it depends am i hard all right <laughs> all right all right i'm not a teacher anymore by the way so <laughs> that's it's okay no but um i will say though in all seriousness like after spending every day with hundreds of children i just could never imagine doing something so depraved as wanting to spend more time with them. How sick do you have to be? All right, I'm going to get off of here. Thank you so much. Give it up for Sean, everybody. I think that he needs a hug, but not from the children. Um, okay, next up. Are you, you ready, bro? He is not. He's a different bomb. All right, make it loud for Spencer Devine, everybody. I got, I got it. I know how to reach the, the younger generation. Okay, watch this. What's up, my dudes? All right, I did it. I bridged the gap. What's up? Uh, I don't get why the gun debate is a thing. Okay, everyone's worried about gun control. Like, well, this person should have a gun. This person shouldn't have a gun. Look at the original Declaration of Independence and read it. It obviously says that we all have the right 
to bear arms, okay? B-E-A-R. Read it, follow the history, okay? Because what is what was there not very much of in olden times? Guns, okay? And what was there a shit ton of? Bears! So many bears! They had a problem, okay? And it's like, it's the safer, it would be a much safer America. Because think about it, have you ever seen a bear with a gun? No, you have not! Not a single bear with a gun, okay? And to clarify, I do not mean a gay man, <laughs> from the Castro who is a bear, because there's always one audience member who's like, well, actually. No, I don't mean that, and if you still don't get it, I mean less honey please and more honey please, you know? So it's that kind of bear. It's also not a bear arms joke, like burr. It's like a bear arms joke, grr, okay? And uh, people are like, oh, Spencer, bears still have claws, okay? But who? Who is a bear claw gonna kill? Fucking a diabetic person, okay? It's a delicious breakfast pastry. It should be respected. Um, why do the conservative Christians hate Dungeons and Dragons so much? They hate it a lot, and I've never, they say it's Satan, but why? Is it a board game thing? It, somewhere in pre, somewhere in Georgia, there's a classic preacher going, shoots and ladders, the tools of the devil. Who Lord? Are you black? Are you white? Do you have a hat? Do you have a mustache? It does not matter, for God does not guess who. Huh? Get it? Turned us Hasbro 319. Do not waketh daddy. Yeah, I know the young kids don't know it. Does anyone else know the board game Don't Wake Daddy? Weird-ass board game. <laughs> Weird a lot of unspoken context. Why are those kids up at night? Where's mom? It's actually the um, Don't Wake Daddy is the chilling precursor to Can't Wake Mommy. Uh, so <laughs> I think that they hate Dungeons & Dragons, though, because it gives nerds the excuse to be legitimate psychopaths. Like, you can ask, thank you, you can ask your friend, you'll be like, hey, Jeff, Jeff, would you kill a man? And Jeff would be like, no, of course I would never kill a man. That's against my moral code. Jeff, here's a D20. Would you kill a man? Yeah, I'd kill a man, and I'd kill a hundred like him, and I'd kill his wife. I'd abandon his dog in a field hundreds of miles away. Then I'd come back, and I'd steal everything he ever owned. Rule number one of Dungeons and Dragons. Loot the body. Loot the body. Not nothing about acceptance. Nothing about nonviolent solutions. It's you killed that orc, turn out them pockets. You know, it's not walk a thousand miles in someone else's shoes. Unless you steal those shoes off of their corpse. And then you can walk as far as you want. Okay, thank you so much. I've been Spencer Devine. Woo! Give it up for Spencer, everybody. All right, next up. Ooh, sorry, I'm getting a delivery of something. Next up to the stage, please make it very loud for Anthony Mitchell, everybody. Uh, thank you for coming out. I'll make this quick. Legally, I'm not allowed to be this close to minors, but uh, <laughs> I'm currently in a lawsuit right now. I'm suing Miles Teller. 
because uh, ever since Top Gun Maverick came out, people say I look like him, and that's kind of like the worst insult I could ever imagine someone telling me that. Just feels rude because I grew my mustache 2021, Top Gun Maverick came out 2022. I imagine this is how Charlie Chaplin felt uh, when Hitler shaved his mustache. Like, because I'll just be in the grocery store and someone, someone will come up to me and be like, hey, kind of look like Rooster. He must love his work. Couldn't imagine being Charlie Chaplin on a movie set, being like, hey, kind of look like the Fuhrer. You must love his work. High five. I won't go that high, but you guys get the point. Dating's been weird ever since I grew this silly little mustache. Uh, some women like the mustache. Most women don't want to look at me. But then there's that small sliver of women that really like the mustache. I mean, some women like it to an almost uncomfortable degree where I have to look them up online, find some family photos of them just to see if their dad has a mustache. If their dad has a mustache, that's just an automatic red flag. I cannot date this woman. I'd much rather just fuck the dad. Does your dad have a mustache? I'll take that as a yes. One of the uh, dads I went on a date with recently, he, he said I look like Freddie Mercury if he never had AIDS. I find that weird. <laughs> I find that weird because personally, I think I look a little bit more like Tom Selleck if he did have AIDS. Speaking of AIDS, uh, I'm also Italian. Very smooth transition. Uh, it's weird being Italian nowadays because it feels like the only group of people you can kind of just be openly racist towards and no one really cares. And it just feels a little unbalanced sometimes. Like if you remember a few years ago, a few people wrote some angry letters and now Apu is not on The Simpsons anymore. Then a few months after that, they uh, canceled Pepe Le Pew for being accurately French. But in the not-so-recent movie Ratatouille, the name, the main character, the guy who gets, like, controlled by the rat, his name, Alfredo Linguini. Sort of weird backwards racism is this, huh? Do you think when they make Coco 2, they're just going to rename the main character to Bean Burrito? I don't think Disney's going to make a movie about an Asian woman named Kim Chi, would they? I don't know. I don't care. Um, you guys ever find yourself wandering through the tenderloin and being like, wow, these homeless people have a lot more friends than I do. If I knew meth was going to make me more friends, I never would have joined the improv team. Thank you. Uh, I'll end it on this. Uh, been The algorithms, I feel like it's been catching up to me recently. I feel like Sometimes my Instagram personal ads uh, know me more than I know myself. I feel like every time I open up Instagram, all the ads are for either online dating or uh, in-person therapy. That just feels like where I am as a person right now. And it makes sense because they seem like very, they're kind of similar when you think about it. I mean, both of them uh, cost a lot of money, require a lot of frequent visits, or requ require a lot of frequent visits. And uh, both of them are trying their hardest, so I don't end it early. All right, that's been my time. Give it up for your host. Keep it going for Tony, everybody. 
All right. Next up to the stage, we have Mr. Man Bun himself, <laughs> Guthrie Renwick, everybody. Hey, how's everyone doing? We got a big audience tonight. Y'all looking cute. Not as cute as me, but you're looking cute. Uh, ways to alienate an audience off the front. So, Trump got arrested. That's fucking sick. <laughs> Anyone else happy about that? Not in San Francisco? What the fuck? Yeah, shout out to Trump. Well, not shout out to him. Shout out to his arrest. That was fucking sick. I really want a t-shirt with his face on it. Just the prisoner inmate number. I'm just talking shit right now. All right. I, I do have to wonder, though, like, Trump going to jail. He eats fucking McDonald's and KFC for every meal. He's going to be jacked off that prison food. That shit's way more nutritious than his normal diet. I am kind of excited for the limited edition Rudy Giuliani toilet wine coming out. Mm. All right, enough about Trump. <sighs> so I lost a tooth recently. Yeah, very different experience as an adult. See? Great comedy and truth, right? Oh, as a child, man, fucking lose a tooth. You're like, this is fucking sick. I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to eat spaghetti through this whole, have a great old time. Adult, very different, man immediate depression how much fucking money is this gonna cost me i'm an unemployed comedian i don't have money for this shit then i sadly made spaghetti and ate it through the hole some things never change so uh mormons and morons are one letter apart an observation so aliens are fucking real Did you guys see this shit i fucking love it man it just makes me believe all these conspiracy theories like what if marjorie taylor green was right about that Jewish space laser. I would love if the aliens came down and they're just like Hasidic Jews. <laughs> like, we slept the whole way here, man. What the fuck did you do to this atmosphere? I'm sweating. Oh, I'm the sugar now. Anyways. So, some people say uh, squirt is pee, but I've always thought it tastes like grapefruit soda. Yeah. So, uh, I was at Monterey Bay Aquarium recently. Anyone been there? Yeah, yeah, that's fun. I was watching the sea otters. They were eating ice chips. They're fun little fuckers, man. I love those sea otters. So I'm there with my girlfriend. She's here. Service dog is there, right? He's doing his job. He's working. And this kid approaches the glass. His grandfather follows him. You know, follows up. He's wearing a Vietnam, Vietnam veteran's cap, crusty new balances. You kind of know the fit, you know? So this man, he's there. He's watching his grandkid, and he's about to take a step back right into that service dog. So what do I do? You know, I'm not a violent person, right? But I have to defuse this situation. So how do I go about that, right? I figured it out. Took one big step forward. I sniffed that man right on the back of his neck. And let me tell you, I understand why Joe Biden does it. It is the biggest power move. That man, Vietnam veteran, probably saw his best friend die at 18. This fucked him up 10 times worse, okay? This man was like, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck sea otters. I don't need that shit anymore. So... If I have to tell you anything, be weird. It diffuses situations. Speaking of being weird, I'm anti-vax. Yeah, I love that silence. Everyone's butthole just tightened up. No, 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 I took the vaccine. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, I just kind of liked it when we were at home before. You know, like before all this shit, you could day drink with no shame. What a beautiful time. I could wear a onesie in public. People would be like, oh, it takes a different toll on all of us. Let them have it. So... One day I'm going to the convenience store around 11 a.m. I got my six pack in my onesie. 
I'm wearing a cardigan. It's a little chilly that day, you know. And I'm crossing the street, and this driver's just bearing down on me. He's about to fucking hit me. And you just see him. Sees the ones, and he just starts fucking cracking up. Be fucking weird, okay? You can get away with way more shit than you'd ever think. And they always say, end on a good joke, and I'm glad you didn't laugh. So... R.I.P. Harambe. Epstein didn't kill himself, and aliens are real and probably Jewish. I love all you guys. Thank you for the time, and thank you for bearing with me. Appreciate you. Shout out to Emily for hosting. Yay, R.I.P. Harambe. Give it up for God 3. That's not controversial to say, right? Um, okay, is Dayton Andrews here? Make it loud for Dayton Andrews, everybody. Hello. How are y'all doing? Really? Is it that bad? I'm sorry. Shit. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Dayton. A little bit to know about me. So I'm a, I'm a biracial person. Uh, my dad's black. My mom's a Native American. So it's created a lot of very interesting cultural experiences for this nice white audience to learn about tonight. I'm going to like take you on a bit of a fantasy ride. So just close your eyes, and this can be your story if you want. So growing up, my mom was over 90% disabled. I've had a very interesting effect on my upbringing. She had this condition known as jungle fever. You laugh, but it ruined her life. You know, she spent most of my childhood in a wheelchair. Uh, she had terrible credit, an extensive criminal background, and no black girlfriends. Can you believe that shit? None. Not one. Um, and let you sit with that, all right? You need to think on that and what that means, okay, for society. I'm kidding. I think about the movie Brokeback Mountain a lot. Yeah, it's a very young audience. So Brokeback Mountain was a gay cowboy film that came out in 2005, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. And every man over 30 made fun of that film while also watched it twice by themselves. It's an amazing film. The cinematography is great. And Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger are at their prime. I love it. I remember watching that movie in 2006 with my father on the couch on HBO in silence, just in silence. I remember looking over to my father. He's not breaking away from looking at the TV screen. He just whispers to himself, those are brave men. Right as Jake Gyllenhaal offers his ass to Heath Ledger. And it took me about 17 years to realize, yes, yes, anal without lube is very dangerous. Support those troops. Support those troops. Let's keep it going with movies. Have you ever seen the movie The Blind Side recently? I saw that again. It's an amazing, heartwarming film. It's about Sandra Bullock uh, trafficking black kids into the NFL. It, great. It starts with Sandra Bullock. Uh, she sees this real big 14-year-old walking on the streets, clearly homeless, and then she proceeds to love bomb and manipulate him using gifts and a place to stay on her couch, and she won an Oscar. She won an Oscar as, uh, as a pimp. It's great. The climax of the movie is my favorite part. It's so heartwarming. She breaks into their family's home and threatens this entire black family with shooting or sending them all to prison if they don't give their little boy to her. And then she just won an Oscar and made $300 million at the box office. Can you believe that shit? That's an amazing film. That's an American dream I can support. Let's see here. So this is a very young audience. So I'm a public school teacher over here in SF Unified. Y'all support teachers? Y'all are fake as shit. No, you don't. You didn't support them in the 10th grade when it mattered, you little shits. Like, I'm a teacher. I don't fucking support teachers. Fuck these teachers, man. Like, I get up at 6 a.m. and yell at toddlers. That's what you support. But I'm a state employee. Jesus. Fake as hell. 
So I'm going to leave you all on this, you know. So I've uh, spent the uh, last couple of months living out of the country. It's been really great to do comedy again. I was living in the Middle East for the last couple of months. And you learn a lot about yourself living in a different context, you know. And so what I learned about myself living in a conservative Islamic society is that if I can't see titties when I'm shopping at Whole Foods, I don't care what any of these bitches have to say. I'm really sorry. I tried, you know. And, and you know, ladies, this is just this is jokes, okay. You know, I absolutely think that women should be free to show me some titties. <laughs> you know, you think about the, the words of the late feminist Bell Hooks where she said feminism is for everybody to see some titties. You ever been to a city of a million people and you can't see one bitch's ankles? Like, it, it destroys you. You have two options. Either you can colonize all of North and South America or you can blow up the World Trade Center. There's like, there's no in-between. All right, well, I've left you all a lot to think about. Uh, enjoy your Friday. All right, give it up for Dayton Andrews, everybody. There's probably some titties somewhere outside if you walk around long enough. It's getting it's getting dark. Bye, Guthrie. Um, or <laughs> Guthrie, calm down. The titties can wait. Uh, all right. So I think the next person, I believe, is the one who has a, an entire family here. Is it? Is that you, Nick Nikovic? All right. Welcome, Nick Nikovic, to the stage, everybody. Okay. God, th I, I really. Um, I really, really underestimated this open mic. I did not expect this atmosphere at all. I'm going to be real. Um, this is my first time doing stand-up. Uh, I'm 19, by the way. I'm Nick. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, and it kind of combines the two things that I really love most about the world. Um, hearing myself talk and being the center of attention. So I'm really excited. This is a dream come true. I am nervous, um, but I brought a lot of support, if you can't tell. Uh, if, you're, if you're here for me, just please give a fake laugh real quick. So if other audience members, the one other audience member here, if you hear that, um, the joke was not funny. I just have a great friends and family. Um, Mike, my brother's here tonight. Uh, I love my brother. He's right there. He's seven years older than me. And my brother is a dog. Um, and everyone loves this dog. I love the dog. The dog is great. I have a small issue with the dog. Um, so this is kind of an interesting backstory, but my brother is actually my half-brother. And um, his late father... It's kind of spooky, passed away on my birthday four years before I was born. So there's this weird thing in my family where like, oh, I'm kind of the reincarnation of my brother's dad because I was born on the day he died. And, and it's like if he hadn't died, my mom wouldn't have remarried and all of that stuff. And I wear that with a lot of honor because my brother's dad was a great guy. Um, and then this dog comes along, right? And the dog is great for my brother. And the dog's kind of a watchful protector for him. And it's a great dog. And everyone starts thinking, wait a minute. Maybe the dog is my brother's reincarnated dad. And I love the dog, but that's my fucking gig. And the dog comes here and it takes my fucking gig. I feel cheated by this German shepherd who just comes in to play fetch a little bit better than I can. And all of a sudden, I'm not my brother's reincarnated dad anymore. I'm kind of pissed. Um, <laughs> I needed a vent. Uh, my sister's here too. <laughs> like, like lots of um, older sisters who had um, two brothers, my sister from a very young age, desperately wanted me to be a gay person. Um, and so she's been kind of like planting these gay seeds in my head uh, this entire time. And I think at this point, even if I was gay, I wouldn't come out. Why? Because fuck her. Fuck her. And I would rather die a closet homosexual than give her that satisfaction. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of closeted homosexuals, my dad is here as well. Um, my, my dad gets on me because um, I've never had a real job in my life. He gets on me because I've never had a real job, and it's true. 
Um, I've never actually worked. I this past summer I did like one-off jobs on Nextdoor. You guys know Nextdoor? That like yeah, it's a weird it's a weird website. Um, <laughs> but I did one-off jobs on Nextdoor. They call them odd jobs. You say like looking for odd jobs, looking for odd jobs this summer, like cleaning out a garage. I don't like the term odd jobs. It sounds um, vaguely sexual to me. I don't like it. I don't want an odd job. I want a normal job. Give me a give me a normal job, please. Do not want an odd job. And next door is also crazy because it's kind of like the NBA if um, criminalizing children was basketball. Uh, like, you'll see a photo, you're scrolling, of four nice kids wearing a helmet, leisurely biking through the neighborhood, and the caption is like, likely gang-affiliated squadron of hoodlums terrorizing downtown San Carlos this afternoon. And that's what they're saying about the white children on there. So, yeah, next door is not good. Um, <clears throat> You know, I, I am nervous to be here, uh, I won't lie, and I think it takes a level of confidence and security to come up here, um, a, a level that I didn't always have, um, especially in middle school, I was an extremely insecure person, and um, I would go to really kind of crazy lengths to get people to like me and make sure I have friends, and um, one specific example of that is in sixth grade, there was this kid that I was kind of friends with, um, but I wanted to become like really good friends with him, so I thought, okay, I'm gonna introduce him to this girl I know from a different school and we'll kind of become wingman, like partnership and that'll set me up well for the future with him. I'm thinking seven, seventh, eighth grade down the road. I was, I'm a forward thinker. Um, and um, the issue with my plan was that this girl did not exist. And so he asked me for her email and he was pumped and I did what any reasonable sixth grader has, you know, would do. I, I lied to my friends so obviously I made a fake Hotmail account and I started emailing this kid <laughs> seductive conversations, this is a true story, for like a while, like a while. And um, the issue with that was that I didn't, I didn't know a lot about the female anatomy, I didn't know a lot about the inner workings of the female body at that time, and uh, even more than, I, even less than I do now, which is saying quite a lot. So we'd be, we'd be emailing back and forth for some time, and it'd be getting kind of late, and I'd say something to him like, okay, like, it's getting late, I have to go do my period real quick before bed. You know, like, or I'd say like, oh, I have to go shower. My, my, my boobs are leaking milk real quick. I have to go shower. Um, anyway, I haven't gotten the buzz yet, but that's all I have. Can I do one more? Cause, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, I got had some people not show, so I gave you extra time. So oh, you, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah. Um, okay, I was at a reggae concert um, <laughs> this, like what, three weeks ago, and um, it was really fun. And the opener was like this reggae rapper. I don't know if you guys know like reggae rap. It's an interesting genre where they try and be really positive. Like they'll rap, but they're, it's about positive stuff. Most rap's about, you know, not as positive stuff. Um, this reggae rapper, um, he was rapping about loving yourself and, and, and being a good person and, you know, how it's a blessing to be alive. And he would do a lot of repeat after me's. Like he would do a lot of repeat after me's. And he'd be like, hey, look, like if you love yourself, say I love myself. Yeah, we'd all say I love myself, right? He's like, if today's a good day, say, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun. I loved it. And then and then he did, like, a couple, and they were just, like, really long repeat after me's, and you started to not be able to remember what he was saying. He'd be like, hey, let me hear you sing that. I'm beautiful, and I'm strong, but also I'm confident and capable, but also I'm competent, and I love the world, and I can do hard things, and also I'm loved, but some people hate me, but also, like, fuck them, and sometimes, like, every day, I wake up and it's a blessing and fuck the haters, but also kill them with kindness. And Jesus loves you, but religion is fake, and I'm so happy to be here. Sing it. 
That guy needed to work on his thing. Anyway, I'm going to go kill my brother's dog and do my period real quick. Guys, thank you so much. My name's Nick. Bye. For Nick, Nick, Vic, everybody. Great job. Seriously, good job for your first time. That was awesome, dude. Um, yeah, come back and bring your entire family for more open mics, please. Uh, next up to this stage, we um, uh, I don't think Dan is here, but FYI, Dan, if you are here. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. I didn't see you walk in. I was looking at the computer. It wasn't your hair. I wasn't making a joke. But uh, Brett is going to go, and then you. Is that okay? All right. Uh, Brett, are you ready, bro? Yes. All right. Give it up for Brett Harper Jennings, everybody. Ooh, this is more people than have ever been in mutiny. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, cool. Uh, I'm dating. Woo. Um, yeah, I went on a third date recently. Yeah. Uh, he invited me back to his place. And then he said, uh, I invited you back because I am too drunk to get my CPAP machine on. <laughs> so I helped him put on his CPAP. And he said, you can go now. So that was dating, dating older men is different. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, like <laughs> I like to think I have sex like a man because none of my partners have ever come. Okay. <laughs> At least while looking at me. Uh, good. This is fun. Let's see what else I wrote. Um, yeah. Woo. Uh, oh, this is kind of gross. Um, does anyone else? I thought this was normal. Uh, like to regularly clog your toilet. Does anyone? <laughs> this is gonna be a long bit. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I thought that was a normal thing, but it might be just a gross person thing. Uh, but I, uh. I'm on a like first name basis with my plumber, and <laughs> and uh, we were it was not just me the roommates we were clogging the toilet and so I had to text him and I I sent him this text today and I wanted to read it to you. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I was like, um, oh I'm so sorry. This is like the third time you've had to come to the apartment. We just keep clogging this toilet. Uh, sad. Sh I did an emoji of a sad, shameful face. And <laughs> I said, I know it's the third time this week. Uh, please let me know if you can come by. Uh, it's very hot this week, so the smell is permeating the entire apartment. Uh, we have broken the plunger. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, so please, please come by. And he didn't respond. And I was like, oh, God, like, is he upset with me? You know? And, uh, and it turns out I sent it to the wrong Danny. I sent it to a hinge date. And that was... <laughs> That just happened. I don't know. I think I, I, uh, I don't think I'm disgusting. Cause like I clean things a lot. Like I, uh, I've been washing, I like, I wash my sheets regularly, but, um, I like, sometimes we have bugs and then I kill them and I wake up and they're like bug stains. <laughs> cool. Not relatable. Um, but, <laughs> but I had a friend who was like, I was like, they were like, what are the little stains? And I was like, oh, they're like the dead bug carcasses that have been crawling into my bed right? <laughs> he was like, no, that's not a thing. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, this is great. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I've been, uh, I've been getting a lot of emails from 23andMe also, uh, which are very exciting every time because they're like, you won't believe what we found in your genetics test. 
And then every time I click on it, they're like, it is, you have a 70% chance of having brown eyes. I'm like, I didn't know. Yep, cool, cool. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else I want to tell this room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you guys. Showing up. For Woo! Brett, everybody. I've never felt more like we were meant to be friends than after the plunger story. So I wish you the best with your toilet. Um, hey, I am sorry for my joke about your hair when you got here. Dan, I was trying to be funny and it wasn't. The very funny one and only Dan Guan is here, everybody. Give it up for him. Oh, it's okay, Emily. I don't. I can't hate you. I can't hate you. As long as you don't call me fucking Paul, I'll take that. All right, that's that's an inside joke for everyone else. Everyone else in the room doesn't know to care about that. That's okay. Um, this is cool. This is a really awesome room. Some things I would like to tell things. Some things about myself. Like one thing about me is I have a very deep announcer style voice. So you might have recognized me from your car's radio the other day. What? Nobody drives a car in here. Okay, never mind. All right, that checks out. That checks out. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I do have a very deep voice, uh, and I got actually at a pretty early age. I got it when I was 13. Uh, it's a very deep voice, and it's pretty common around boys around that time. It's usually when, like, their lifestyles change, uh, and their bodies change, and that change is called vaping. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, being, having a, having a deep voice is interesting as a guy, because most people, when they hear about a guy with a deep voice, they think that that, ma that guy is very authoritative, manly, uh, it's just very awkward to sound like a 40-year-old, but you still have 13-year-old thoughts, you know, like, very, very different, like, I'm from an immigrant family, my dad will sometimes hand me the phone as a kid to take answer calls, because he can't speak English, it's just that the person on the other end of the line is very confused. Like one time we got a call from the IRS and the call would go a little something like this where he would just be screaming, Sir, do you know you owe the U.S. government $40,000? And I would just respond, Okay, but please don't take away my Xbox Live. Like it's just... <laughs> IRS is very confused. Like they don't know what to do with that. Like they're just like, This man just lives in his mom's basement. Like this is... Ve it's very, very strange, you know. But but it, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, some other things about me. Uh, I also, I grew up in Boston. We got any East Coast people in the room tonight? All right, fuck them. That's why I left them, all right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, like, uh, no, you know, Boston's a very interesting place. Uh, one of the things that I feel like it always gets a lot of flack from is that, like, it's a very Irish Catholic town. Most people don't believe me when I tell them I'm from Boston. Like, when I tell my friends I'm from Boston here, they'll always just say, but Dan, you don't look or sound like an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> you know? And I always hate that because just because I'm from Boston, I'm Chinese, that people don't believe me. Like, I think it's that's so absurd. Like, my dad, he's been living in Boston for the last 30 years, and I think he's the most Boston person I know. Like, he loves the Red Sox, he loves Dunkin' Donuts, uh, and he's racist. <laughs> so, speaking of racism, actually. <laughs> Uh, no, that was actually one of the big things I was always worried about growing up as a kid. A lot of times people would ask me, they're just like, hey, Dan, what was it like growing up in a racist town? And as a, you know, when I was growing up, I always thought that, damn, everyone is going to jump me for being the only Chinese kid in school. And I, I, I'm, I'm proud to announce that that's not true. Boston really isn't that racist anymore. Like, I remember as a kid, people would come up to me and they would just always say things like, listen, Dan, I don't give a fuck if you're queer, if you're black, or if you're Asian, all right? We'll still go over to your mom's house and eat dog. And I'm like, all right, these guys are... 
these guys aren't racist. They're just stupid, you know? <laughs> Come over to my house, Jimmy. Let's have some, let's have some dog, all right? <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make it a good time. We'll make it a good time. Uh, all right, thank you. With a one delayed laugh in the back there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what else to do that's, that's beyond that point. I uh, I guess it's uh, yeah. I think I think dating's pretty interesting just because like uh, you know everyone out here is like pretty much like interracially dating, which I think is super cool. Like I don't really get that a lot in Boston. Uh, like I remember one time I was at a bar and this Latina chick came up and asked five for random Chinese guys for the number and she got my number and picked mine, and I was like, that's progressive. And then she walked home with another Chinese guy, and I was like, that's not progressive, all right? <laughs> yeah, the stupid thing about that whole entire night was that the next morning, when even though that that happened, she texted me. You guys want to hear what she texted back? Yeah, she said, hey, thanks for walking home with me last night. I had a really fun time. When can we do this again? And I was like, bro, are you being progressive and racist at the same time? <laughs> okay, that was the end of my joke. All right, I've been Dan Kwan. Bye. Keep it going for Dan, you guys. Hey, is uh, Eric Matthews here? All right. Make it loud for Eric Matthews, everyone. How are you all doing tonight? That's great, because I feel like shit. Um, I'm going through a quarter-life crisis, actually. Um, see, uh, I'm losing my hair. Um, fucked up my car. And I thought it would be a good idea to take a stand-up comedy class. Um, on top of all that, um, my girlfriend broke up with me. And uh, it was the week before anniversary. Uh, and that was tough, man. Um, and I don't blame her for it. Because <laughs> I'd, <r> <laughs> I'd really let myself go. Like, I was so fat, I couldn't see my own dick. Um, now, I don't claim to be a medical professional. But I do believe that the inability to see your own penis is a clinical sign of obesity <laughs> or blindness or you just have a small dick. Um, which sucks for me because I'm Jewish. My, my parents took a chunk of it without my permission. <laughs> a little racial joke for you. Um, <laughs> where was I? Um, but yeah, uh, I really let myself go. Like, I got so fat that I had to have a water break after masturbating. Um, <laughs> so like as soon as I'd finish, I'd be like, woo <laughs> But yeah, that's a stupid joke. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was really out of shape. Um, I actually, I went to the doctor to really assess the damage and uh, 250 pounds, and my oil, yeah, <laughs> and my oil was low. Um, at least that's what they told me after they fingered my bum hole. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing I found out um, was they said I was six one, which was super exciting for me because I didn't think I was that tall. <laughs> See, my dad's six four, my mom's five three, and I got fucked because um, I thought it was five eleven, and there's this thing in dating nowadays. Um, it's called the 666 rule, where women want a guy who has a six-pack, um, makes six figures, and uh, is six feet tall. So, uh, I don't have the six-pack, but I've been working on it. I uh, actually recently lost 30 pounds. Uh, thank you. Uh, mostly water weight from all the crying. 
and out of shape masturbating. Um, <laughs> it's weird doing that joke in front of a family. <laughs> to be honest, uh, just all of these. Uh, but but yeah, um, where was I? Height. Uh, Jesus. But yeah, so six of yeah. So <laughs> we're there. I got it. I got it. Uh, wait. Um, I have a six-figure income, but it's like a Bay Area six-figure income, so I'm poor. Um, and you can't teach height. Um, but <laughs> the worst thing about this, why I feel like shit, is um, my dad got really sick at the start of the year. Um, literally 12:30, 2022, my dad collapsed in the, um, the ER, and he had to be intubated in the ICU. And uh, that was tough. Like. He could drink a six pack of beer. Um, he was a six foot four, and now he's about to be six feet under. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's tough because like yeah, I make that joke, but <laughs> like it was really tough. Like I was just, I remember sitting there in the ICU, looking at him. Like he was so accomplished. Um, like he was the first person in his family to go to college. He got a CPA, an MBA, and a law degree. And I'm just sitting there looking at him. And all I can think is I'm about to come into so much money. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric Matthews. Have a good night. Woo! Keep it going for Eric, everybody. Uh, okay. Hey, I don't think Denise is going to make it. Um, but uh, we have a surprise edition, so please make it very loud for J.W. Blunt, everybody. Wow, that's a great Floggy Molly lineup here. It's a cute little dog, too, you got out there. What's the dog's name? What? Odie, nice. Does anybody else have any pets out there? You got any pets? You got any pets? Yeah? What kind of a pet? You have a dog, that's sweet. What kind of a dog? Oh, that's great! Gosh, I, that's right. That you gonna have you have a kind of a battle going on with that. I would love to have pets, but unfortunately, my my landlord and the place I live they don't allow pets. But it came with a mouse, so do I get to keep the mouse? <laughs> and I heard you know a lot of these uh, pet deposits, you know, that's based off the weight of the animal. So if I have a six ounce mouse, was that an extra like twenty five cents a a month? <laughs> Trying to figure that out. So. Uh, I'm an East Bay kid. I've been in the city for uh, for 10 years now. Anybody from the East Bay? You guys are all San Francisco natives here? You guys are all just from San Francisco. That's cool. Yeah, I heard recently that uh, in Oakland, they're not calling an Oakland container anymore. It's an open container. Or Oh, it's the other way around. It's not an open container. It's an Oakland container. Yeah, It's really funny. So I've been in the city for 10 years. My first apartment I got downtown on Geary and Polk Street. Uh, it's kind of an identity crisis of a neighborhood. I, I remember I moved to the city and uh, I got a call from someone in the Midwest because of my job, they had to update my insurance information. The guy was like, hey, uh, I see they moved to San Francisco. What neighborhood did you move to? And I was like, oh, I moved to the Tender Heights. He's like, oh, that's a nice area. <laughs> like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And so uh, the first time, the, and this is a true story, I am um, the first week and I got the keys to my walking up Geary Street and Polk Street. I was walking up. I was with a girlfriend, and this guy was like, Crystal, Crystal. I was like, my name's not Crystal, and her name's not Crystal. And then I put it together that he was trying to sell me Crystal. 
<laughs> it was great. And then uh, um, I brought my mom to the Folsom Street Fair thing, and it was a farmer's market. <laughs> That's why I never found the vegetables we were looking for. Uh, <laughs> is anybody, uh, any any vegans out there? Wow, that's good. We should have had a barbecue earlier. I don't know. Does anybody know the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? One of them has friends. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so I'm trying to figure out if two vegans get in a fight, is that considered beef? I don't know how that works. I'm really trying to figure that out. Um, yeah. So uh, trying to figure out. Yeah. I mean, these uh, self-driving cars... What do you guys think about these self-driving cars? I remember the first one that I'd seen, I was, um, because I got some really bad road rage, you guys. Like, really bad. I'm like, and so, I was with a friend, and we're in uh, Hayes Valley, and we're uh, going to make a left on, from Hayes to Goff Street, and we were parked there for 10 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? And then we finally, like, 10 minutes later, pulled by this, this car, and I'm just like, and th there's nobody in the car, and I'm just like, man, it's just like, now I just look like a crazy person. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I found out recently, too, gosh, uh, this whole thing with Hawaii is a disaster. It's really sad. But I also found out it's actually illegal to laugh loudly in Hawaii. You got to keep it to aloha. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't bring my personal diary today. I wasn't planning on going up. Uh, I usually have a little notebook. I'm trying to figure out. I think I... Um, yeah, so I don't know, this is kind of a throwback, um, but you know the difference between a truck driver and a rock star? Or, God, now I'm mixing up the jokes and shit. God damn it, good thing it's an open mic. Uh, do you know the one time a truck driver's a rock star? <laughs> when he's hauling oats. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got some more, but that's, that's all I got, I think. Thanks for coming out. That was a great. That was your first set ever, huh? I was cool. You were you were almost at four. You did almost full four. That was good. Thank you. Not bad for a punk rock guitar player. Um. Hey, since you brought your entire family, I'm gonna take advantage of this and also tell some jokes, and then you guys can leave. I'm just kidding. You can do whatever you want, but I'm also gonna tell some jokes. He was just going to get up here and be like, I'm going for it and grab the mic. Okay. These shorts are too tight. Uh, you're all looking at him. I also have new stuff, but I'll, I'll make sure I end on, on a good one for sure. So um, it was poor timing. I, <laughs> I have been thinking a lot about this TV show that I used to watch. It was on MTV. It was called Tool Academy. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar, but they gathered 15 like shredded dudes uh, for a competition called uh, to be Mr. Awesome, and that was also known as America's Top Alpha Male. The premise of the show obviously <laughs> did not age well, um, but they get there only to find out that their girlfriends have tricked them into going to douchebag camp. <laughs> it's amazing. If you haven't seen the show, it's a lot like the series The Biggest Loser, um, except these guys aren't fat, and they're quite literally like the biggest losers you've ever seen. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to gather support for another TV show, a spinoff of a TV show that you might be familiar with. You guys are familiar with Love is Blind, I'm assuming? Yeah. You don't have to like it. I fast forward to when the marriages fail. I think that's the best part of the show. You can be honest, you know? 
Um, it upsets me that they call Love is Blind an experiment because I think they're taking credit for an experiment that hasn't been done yet. And I want to solve that problem. I want to create Love is Blind with actual blind people. You know, just like stumbling around in the darkness, touching each other's faces, reaching for love. Uh, I say fuck it, like let's do Love is Blind on the spectrum. Some of you guys always pull back on that, but I, s I know you would watch it, and that's like the best part of it is you'd be watching. The numbers would be unbelievable. Um, my friend, Bre I'm telling this joke again because I told it when people were walking in, so sorry if you heard it, but uh, my friend breeds hairless cats, and she's out of town right now. That's w it's a weird thing, right? They're like hairless cats. Um, and she has this little like pillow thing that they all climb into and they sleep inside of it. And, you know, she has kittens right now, so they need like lots of attention. And um, thank you to whoever meowed. That was helpful. And like, I understand that most things in life are better hairless, right? But not cats, okay? It's like choosing to have Gollum as a pet, you know? And I personally had never like dipped my hand into a pile of hairless kittens before, but it's like dunking your arm into a bag of old man balls, all right? It's just like fuzzy and warm and like moist for some reason, like a box of overly ripe peaches. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Gollum, uh, my uncle named his butthole Precious. I was telling someone this <laughs> story recently at like a family party, and I was like, yeah, my uncle calls his butt Precious, and he was like, it's my butthole. And I was like, okay, bro. Um, but I, I thought that was weird, because like there's a lot of things in life that are precious. Life itself is precious, babies are precious, but like not buttholes, right? Same, like. And uh, then I was like, oh my god, my uncle's a genius because we will be in social situations with the family that he wants to get out of. My uncle will just be like, Precious has got to get out of here, you know? And um, yeah, I just like, we tried to stop him once, you guys, and he pooped on the stairs. And recently somebody was like, that part of the joke doesn't make sense. And I was like, that's because it's true. Like, he actually pooped on the stairs, and you couldn't do the same thing. Like, he couldn't say that about his penis, right? If your drunk uncle starts unzipping his pants at the Christmas party, and it's just like, Willie's gotta get out of here. Like, somebody's, <laughs> somebody's gonna call the cops. Um, cool, that actually went really well. I'm gonna end there, thanks. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming, have a great night.
Oh, 